How about that for an intro? Have you ever seen one quite as good as that? Yeah, I'm pretty baller. No, right? I'm Samantha Marks. Thanks for watching us and joining us on the Stripe Show. Happy Hour Express Edition, sponsored by Encore Golf. I have a very special guest today. Chantel, thanks for joining us. Yes, we're. it's crazy we're doing this virtually because we really don't live that far from each other. But hey, whatever. We're, we live in the age where everything's on Zoom and it works. And listen, the, the, the intro was awesome. So I'm glad I got to see that. Thanks so much. I want to first catch up with what you're up to these days. Two Golf Channel gals expanding our horizons. Tell us what you're up to and how life is right now. I know you just got a new house with the yeah. husband. Things are good. Yeah, lots going on in the life of myself and my husband. Um, but yeah, it, I was looking at the panel of who was guests, who were guests this week. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm now referred to as a golf personality. <laughs> I don't really have a true title anymore. Um, no, but it's, it, I'm doing a little bit of everything, which is really catered to our lifestyle because after an insane hunt of uh, house hunting for a few months, looking in the worst possible time. And after years and years and years, of saving for a house it's finally it's happening and this beautiful background we will have all golf memorabilia behind me but uh, we'll have to we'll have to get me back on when that's all set up uh but yeah we just moved to claremont uh which is for people who aren't familiar it's about uh 30 minutes west of downtown proper orlando so yeah we're we're gonna start a family and so we needed more space and working from home for sirius xm which has been a huge blessing you know i've heard people make a couple comments like oh like you know don't worry that you're doing radio like you'll get back and i'm like I, I don't need to be defined by what you think uh, my aspirations are because more important than anything else, I want to be working with good people who support me and want to work with me. So Sirius has not only been awesome because I get to cover the LPGA tour every week. It's the only place that's dedicated an hour to women's golf covering it thoroughly. And um, I think we're actually going to expand a little bit, but I'm filling in on all of the other programs, pre and post game, hitting the green. Um, and it, it's it's a good home for me because as most people probably watching this know, I don't really have much of a filter. And there's very few places that you can still say what you want in an educated way. I'm not just spitting stuff out. Um, but I like that I have that flexibility and I don't have to worry like, oh gosh, is this going to upset somebody? And we can really get into topics and thoroughly discuss them. And also the fact that I can work from home is, is brilliant. And I'm still doing stuff for PGA Tour Live. And they've been outstanding because Greg Hopfe, who heads up PGA Tour Live in the entertainment division, how funny is this? So, okay, I know I'm going on a tangent already. You asked me one question. I'm already like 20 minutes in. But so Taryn Gregson, who's at PGA Tour, I auditioned for her job, which was formerly Amanda Balionis's job. So I auditioned for what is now Taryn's job. Taryn had auditioned for my job at Golf Channel. We both didn't get those jobs and then got the other person's jobs. It was so crazy how that happened. And so I had kept in contact with um, the PGA Tour people, and they have been using me to do all different kinds of projects. And it was Greg who said, Chantel, like, we want to have you come in and we want different voices, different, you know, we're, we're breaking out of the mold of this is what play by play should look like, especially streaming wise. And I'm like, Greg, 
think I'm flattered, but I've never done any kind of play by play. Like I, I just, I've never used that skill set. So I don't want to go in and fall on my face. And he's like, surely you've done volleyball in high school or something. And I had to correct him and say, I know zero, zero, zero. My brain is trained to think in terms of reporting and that cadence. And so I'm really lucky that they thought highly enough that, okay, she has at least a basic set of skills to be able to massage this into play-by-play. So they gave me the opportunity to try it a couple days here and there. And as we all know, that that's going to continue to grow because all of these streams of future groups are like being blown out of the water. So I'm really excited to do stuff for them. Um, and yeah, little projects here and there along the way. So a couple of things that are coming down the pipeline, as we all know, there's a lot of talk before there's walk to get things in motion. So uh, yeah, it's there's just 2020 absolutely sucked. But 2021 is off the charts. And personally, and professionally, you know, I think we all had a lot of valleys to get through. And now that I'm kind of on the other side, I'm like, Oh, thank goodness, <laughs> because I don't know how many more valleys I can go through. Yeah, I hear you. I feel like I feel like everybody I've talked to who kind of was in our similar position has landed on their feet and is going to we're all going to be fine, which is crazy looking back on it. At the time, I know I was devastated and I didn't even have like an important job, really. So it's crazy. How it can all, everybody, it can all work out. everybody has a job and everybody has a role. So I hate when people use that. Ta- oh, like talent and separate things. First of all, you were talent once upon a time. So let's also like give yourself props for that because people think going on air is just like, oh, it's whoever looks the best or whoever is the most presentable. Like, no, there's a lot that you have to do surrounding that. And I don't think that, I think that gets taken too lightly, but everyone has a role and everyone's personal and professional life should be taken as serious as everyone else's. Like, I don't, I don't buy into the hierarchy of like, talent versus producers versus anyone else like to me everyone has a life and everyone needs to be respected on the same page when it comes to that stuff especially in tv i would agree because you can't even get anywhere without a director right like yeah. tv you're not even going to get on tv without the directors without the person running the prompter and it's mm-hmm. crazy that like you said the hierarchy that things get put into but talk a little bit about your transition and i know you're still doing some tv stuff but how different is radio than tv because i know you mentioned a little bit it's a little bit un- more unfiltered but give us a little behind the scenes of what that looks like week to week Yeah. So I, like I said, have the LPGA show every Monday from seven to 8 PM, which is crazy because even though it's very interview heavy, um, I admittedly, when they approached me about this, but by the way, let me preface this by saying I had lobbied saying, Hey, I would love to take this opportunity while I'm trying to figure out what my next move is to, go all in on women's golf and not because I'm like some feminist who thinks everything should be equal at all points in time. I'm not beating that drum. I just, there are really good stories on the LPGA that are not being covered. And I would love to be the person who delivers. I mean, look what happened with um, Ryan from Monday Q info. He took stories that otherwise were never getting any resources dedicated to it and it has exploded. So imagine if that same logic was applied to women's golf and um, it's not just women's golf I want to cover, but I saw, Hey, there's like nobody doing this. So let's go all in. And uh, so when they said, Hey, we're, we're willing to do an hour long show every week. Um, I was kind of intimidated because they said, I'm not an expert. Like I, I truthfully, I don't know who caddies for who out there. I mean, the big players I'm pretty familiar with, but 
beyond like the top 20, I'm not as comfortable. So I don't know if I'm the most qualified and that's just being totally transparent. And uh, they said, listen, this is going to be an interview heavy show. As people are learning about the players, it's going to be more interesting for them to learn with you than for you to talk to them and at them, so to speak. So that's how they sold me on the idea that like, okay, it's not that I'm not qualified, but just, I know Jerry Fultz and Karen Stuffles, there are so many people who know the LPGA tour in and out, like nobody's business. And so I am grateful that even though my skill set is where it is and my knowledge base for the LPGA is still on the rise, that they trusted me with this show. And it's crazy because I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to prep as I do for TV and I'm going to read as much as I can. But it, it, I, I trained my brain to th rely on graphics and rely on a lot of audio sound and rely on highlights. And that doesn't really exist in radio. So I had to do the research that I normally do times two. Um, and then of course I'm preparing questions catered to whoever the guest is to try to get the best interview out of each person. So uh, yeah, it's, it's ending up being more work because you, you just have to think differently. And uh, so yeah, here I am doing play-by-play -play, radio all these things I've never done before uh at age 31 where I thought like oh yeah I'll find, you know you have this vision of like what life looks like in that trajectory and then it goes no it's crazy and I mean it's all a testament to just what happens is supposed to happen I know you're a big believer in that um tell us maybe do you have a story in mind that you're working on for the LPGA something that somebody wouldn't know um, but a story that kind of sparked that, um, there's a lot of stories going on that people need to know thought. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think going back to Lizette Salas, there was a story I had worked on for golf channel, um, a few years ago and it never made it to air. Um, I don't, still don't know all of the details of why it didn't, but Lizette, when she was first starting out, uh, would drive around with her father in a pickup truck and they were bawling on a budget. And it's those stories that, of course, we see where she is now in a Solheim Cup uh, annual quasi-annual player. And as you saw, making a splash once again in a major championship. And Lizette Salas is one of the better known names on the LPGA, but uh, I don't think people were as familiar with that story. So uh, things like that. And again, I hate to keep going back to Monday Q info, but I love, and I think you can relate to this as anybody in media, we, we are addicted to chasing stories and finding not the scoop. We're not, we're not trying to find breaking news. Some people are, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, and that, that can be their lane. But I think most of us at heart are storytellers and we, we want to provide context to what's going on. Like, Hey, this person, uh, hasn't broken 72 in their last 25 starts because this is what's going on in their life that has made an impact and has caused a chain reaction. And so as soon as they started going to therapy, all of a sudden they finally had that breakthrough in their personal life. And that's why they performed on the golf course. And so I find it particularly compelling that we are now having so much conversation about, the mental health aspect, because that is the most relatable thing of all time. We, we cannot relate to uh, getting swing speed. I can't <laughs> getting our swing speed up as high as it 
humanly can be, but we can relate to the fact that, oh my gosh, like here, for example, here I am house hunting and it's causing me a million headaches here and there because we keep putting offers in on houses and they're getting beat by cash offers by $50,000. And so we're looking at all these houses in between trying to work and go to meetings and fulfill all of our necessity necessities of duties but um you know life hits you in different ways and i I think it's so crazy that we're finally giving acknowledgement to the standard that we put athletes on and the pedestal we put them on and the fact that as a reminder they all you know what my favorite phrase is more money more problems because that is the truth i mean everybody's got a different bag of problems it's just whatever yours looks like so um, anyways, I, I love hearing, especially Nellie, like you think, oh my God, she's pretty, she keeps inside herself. She's not expressive. And then to hear her acknowledge what Bubba and, uh, Matt Wolf said to me, I'm like, here we go. These are, these are the stories that, uh, just keep you going and make you want, like get you, keep you addicted to working in media. McGregor versus Poirier, three all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TRAVIS when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code TRAVIS to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT it's such a good thing like you mentioned that we're finally starting to kind of acknowledge everybody's bags of problems like you said not just the ordinary people like you and me the people who we pay to watch millions of dollars on on tv and every single weekend because and i really feel like that shift partially came um during during covid when we didn't have much else to talk about you know like right. and I mean I just feel like that was one of the biggest blessings for for sports media um was to have that be the center of our focus would you would you say that was a kind of an iconic moment for that shift yeah and I look at you know different things people still hold athletes to a standard and I get it do they make a lot more money than you and I of course we're not saying anything that's like groundbreaking do they get paid to kind of handle some problems do they get paid you know the the most recent thing is talking to the media which on the lpga side people were critical of lexi but that's the other tangent that i could go on forever is the child prodigies and how that i think fame is poison 
I think no matter what, because it is, it is toxic. It is proven to be toxic. And yet we keep doing it over and over again. And it's hard not to, I mean, you see Charlie Woods striping it and you're like, this is insane. I mean, this kid is under the age of 15 and he's performing like a professional has been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. So it's a human element to it, but yeah, I just, I'm so happy. There are still people critical. Like I think back to Dak Prescott and everything that happened with him and seeing how critical some media members were even during quarantine when we all were in our fields. But I think you're right about the fact that this has lifted that stigma of, oh, like we can't talk about our personal problems. Like, uh, hey, what, what do you think? Like we're all living in this little pretty bubble of everything's okay. And, How's it going? Good. How are you? It's like the yeah. weird greeting, like, hello. And what, I mean, what are people really going to say though? When you're like, I'm having a really shitty day. And you're, then, then you're like, uh, okay, well, uh, like, yeah, I didn't really want to know. So I'm kind of asking in passing and uh, whoop, I signed up for that one. That's so funny. I know that you've, this is a completely different subject, but I just thought about it. I know you've dabbled in other sports. What's that look like in the future for you? Oh yeah. Duh. Hello. Like, by the way, here I am all like, you know, I was in some ugly, ugly, ugly places last year. Like I, I am admittedly a total psychopath and I am not a rational thinker half the time. I wear my heart on my sleeve. No, duh. Um, and I'm not going to change that about myself. Like people are like, can you reel it in a little more the way that you handle things? And I'm like, okay, well, no offense, but it got me this far. So do you want, uh, well, I guess, I guess they did John Rom to just totally flip the script and say, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to wear my heart on my sleeve anymore. Um, listen, it, it got me this far in this business because this is a business where captivating the audience is fortunately for me, a premium. And so I I can't change the thing that makes me good at certain things to cater to what other people, how people think I should handle myself. Uh, I've always gotten a kick out of that. People say, oh, you're so aggressive. Or like, oh, like, that's not ladylike. I'm like, okay, well, it's a blessing and a curse. So, you know, it's like the Bryson thing. You can't have the snarky comments and then not like one of them and say, well, do away with all of it. It's like, listen, the good comes with the bad. And in my circumstance, it's kind of how my personality works. Um, Anyways, where are we going with this? So here I am all my feels last year. And I mean, God, I'll have to give some examples another time, but I'm thinking I'll never work in TV again. I was thinking of running for office. I was working for a house like cleaning and management service for elderly care. So bring it, I mean, literally I said, you know what, this is my reality. This is something I can do right now to at least have a sense of fulfillment by helping people. I was bringing elderly people to their doctor's appointments, literally wiping their ass and taking out their trash and getting paid very little for it. But I was like, what, what other options do I, and there's not a ton of media jobs in the fall of 2020. So yeah. I was like, you know what, this is my new reality. And I gave media a great run. And I think the industry has changed forever. So here I am, Debbie Downer. And lo and behold, 2021, I cover my first two majors. It's like, how does that happen? So thank you to ESPN for once again, another new thing on course reporting. I was like, freaking out the night before almost faked an injury I'm like I am not qualified to do this every everyone around me 
um, is like Jane Crafter, Ned Michaels, all people who have reputable golf backgrounds when it comes to playing. I'm like, oh my God, I, everybody around me is like a PGA Tour winner <laughs> or something just as good. I'm like, one of these things is not like the other. So I almost faked injury. I did not. I had a blast because I just was myself. I'm like, I'm not going to try to be Jim Nance. I'm going to be Chantel McCabe brand. People like it. Great. If they don't, I gave it a shot. And um, yeah, so being at Kiwa for ESPN and then being uh, at Torrey Pines for the USGA and telling those amateur stories right up my alley. I'm trying all these new things. It's kind of crazy because you really do have to be fearless when you do this. Like, okay, who cares about what the resume said? You just, you've got to do your research. You got to pick people's brains and just go all in and don't hold back. Anyways, you asked about other sports and the other sports, <laughs> the other sports I cover are right. You're like, holy smokes. I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. Too long. Um, so let's see lacrosse. I'm doing lacrosse um, next week and the week after PLL premier lacrosse league, which is something I did 2019. I did the full season. Um, the kickoff of a brand new league all the way through the championship game. Um, so I'm still doing lacrosse and I love it. And everyone, I literally, my username used to be NHL Chantel because I got my start covering college hockey and I'm from New England. And so it kind of story wrote itself, yada, yada, yada. Of course I'm watching the Stanley cup finals, but I just, I don't love it as much. now that I have covered lacrosse, in this pace and style that they have with the PLL because they finagled the rules to make it better viewing. And I've been on the sideline and truly been a part of history for the league. Sorry, but hockey isn't people are like, Oh, you'll get back to hockey. I'm like, I had such an awful experience covering the Carolina hurricanes, uh, which was one of my first jobs out of school I was 23 years old. And this is kind of well-documented at this point, but it put such a bad taste in my mouth because of how I was treated. And I was so young and immature. Like I didn't speak up for myself at that point. Anyways. So long story longer, lacrosse is in hockey. Don't so know. The Stanley cup's going on right now. Give yeah. us your takes, give us your predictions. So, I mean, listen, the fact that Tampa could go back to back is unbelievable and get a proper celebration and not a COVID celebration. It's almost like the golf gods were like, all right, we're going to make sure this happens. But um, so John Cooper is to me, one of the most brilliant coaches of all time, because he literally worked his way up um, from the AHL, grinding it out. Uh, this guy has the craziest background. He wasn't a hockey guy. I mean, just like me, I wasn't a golf person. And so he committed his life at the minors to become a hockey guy. And so forever I will cheer for John Cooper. And that's not because I live in Florida. Now I was a John. I have never even liked the Boston Bruins, even though I was a nice girl, I liked players and coaches I've, I'm like a sicko um yeah so anyways I have always been a huge Tampa fan even though I wasn't like on the bandwagon wearing you know all of the gear but uh, there's no you can't argue I mean first of all game four like we'll let the Canadians have one good for them love it and Bell Center if you go ever get the chance to go to the Bell Center to watch a game it is an experience of all experiences when it comes to hockey people want to argue this with me it's no debate 
Bell Center is the GOAT, um, especially for anthems. But uh, listen, I'm all in on Tampa. You can't, first of all, Tampa and five, I said from the beginning of the series, but I also said that Rod Brindamore was going to lead the Hurricanes to another Stanley Cup, which they got bounced pretty early. So maybe my predict, I might be a little rusty on my hockey knowledge and predictions these days. It's okay, because we're leaving it, we're leaving, we're leaving the NHL where it is. I don't even, I don't even really follow hockey. But I did feel obliged since it is in Tampa. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I know. I have so many people that are like, "Oh, you going to the game?" I'm like, I, people just think that I'm all in on. I'm like, what, do, do you think I just go to hockey games in my spare time? It's it's pretty. I mean, I would if I could, but Tampa isn't exactly in our backyard. It's still a hike to get there. So, um, yeah, I'll be happy for them, but I'm not like, listen, hockey's cool, but golf's cooler. I said it. I uh-oh. said it. You said it, but I think I would agree. And there's so many more stories to cover in golf. Like there's so, I mean, maybe that's not fair to say, but if you're covering one team, I could see how the stories kind of run their course, don't they? So boring. It's, it's so old and it's, this is the difference with hockey and golf. So with hockey, you travel with the team. Um, and so you live and die by how they play, which to me was a very toxic, I would cover a losing team. And the players would look out for me, um, but there, I have so many stories. And listen, it's it's not butterflies and rainbows anywhere. But that would, I, if I knew that's what I was getting into, that would have never been my dream job. Because when you get on the charter plane, you think, oh, whoa, charter! Like, don't go through security, ballin'. There is assigned seats. As players, I would have to be the first person on the flight. I would have to literally. It was segregation. I would have to sit by myself. All the players would come by and they'd be like, hey, Chantel. And I was instructed to not even make eye contact with players as they were coming on the plane. It was absurd. It was childish. It was like, why have me there if you think that if for whatever reason you thought that that was appropriate to do and treat someone, don't don't hire a young female. Like, of course, like, yeah. let's face it, guys and girls are going to be maybe potentially interested in, in each other at some point. Um, but to me, it's that they thought, no, you are below us and this is where you go. And I, like, I would have to wait to be the last person to get my hotel key on the table. So it was such a mental fuck. I have no other way of putting it that covering a team. And like you said, the same stories and also in hockey, they don't say injuries. They say upper body, lower body. And then you have to like Mm -hmm. skate through that. So hey, why is this guy all of a sudden like not playing any minutes? And you're like, oh, a lower body injury. It's it's such a different culture when I covered hockey. Hopefully it's better. But I'm just going to say the girl who came in after me, another young person learning the ropes on the fly, had the same problems as me. And I'm not sitting here saying females need to be treated better in sports. It's like, how about you just treat people with respect no matter what kind of body parts they have? And if they are new, maybe even go an extra mile and treat them a little bit better. So they feel welcomed. Um, but yeah, so I have a, a tainted hockey opinion. And when you are covering a team, that's the best part of covering golf. You usually are interviewing the winner. It's like, this is great. Instead of, Hey, so you guys are on an eight game losing streak. Like, what do you think the difference maker will be in the next game? I don't know if everyone can get their head out of their ass. Like maybe we'll fucking win a game. It's like unbelievable when you cover a losing team and it's probably like this in basketball and baseball. I'm sure it's very similar, 
but in golf, you usually cover whoever had great rounds. So they're usually pretty happy. So it's, uh, and you're not traveling with, with them physically. Like when you get on the plane after back to back losses, woo, it's like, do not speak. You keep your head down. It's what I envision being in military is like, um, it is, I have no idea. I mean, this, it is insane that this is how like the standard of living is when you're on the road with the team or was in 2012 to 15. And that's, that's my <laughs> Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback data and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable. Case is about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. That's scary. I mean, scary to think that they... I mean, going back to your point that you made at the beginning, I'm the same way. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, women need to be this and that, whatever. Like, yes, I think everybody should just be treated like a regular person. Like, just don't be a dick. Like, yeah. that's just what I always say. I'm like, just yeah. don't be rude, like no matter what. And then that right. will solve all the problems. I truly think that. It's unbelievable. I posted something today and it was like, people aren't rude. They're just projecting their problems. Okay. But- in the meantime, they are not responsible for how they are behaving, which is rude. <laughs> exactly. Like just because you have your bag of problems, like we talked about before, it doesn't mean you have to take that out on other people in a rude way. I think there's a lot of good that's come from, you know, the the everybody being in their house for a year and a half, but there's also a lot of people who need to go to therapy probably from that. And I think that, um, yeah, we should, um, take strides on that. But is there anything else that you wanted to mention about life with Chantel right now that I didn't ask? I'm just kind of wanted to catch up. Yeah. I mean, I just basically unloaded for 27 straight minutes. Uh, no, it's listen, it is really cool to me that I started off in golf five years ago and could not name 10 players. And I, my version of golf was hacking it around with my dad. And this story is I've been talked about a few times, but it illustrates so perfectly. Like people say access to the game. People say like, we need to be more diverse and bring new faces to the game. To me, it really comes down to the access part of it because I couldn't afford to go to hockey camp. I, I want to be a figure skater. I couldn't afford that. So to me, I've been recently reflecting on like, what does it even mean to grow the game? Because as somebody who just likes to go on the golf course and play and not keep score and have drinks with my friends and, you know, match play with my husband, that's our little thing. Um, it's, it's so interesting, like how this last year, what, that's been defined as and the same people who 
tend to advocate for that are not exactly the ones who are treating it inclusively or their vision of that is then critical on how that looks. And by the way, I'm guilty. Like the influencer thing, I'm like, God, you were in local news. You know, it's a, we went there to grind it out. Like we had to put up with some stuff and not yeah. that everything should, we're millennials. Not that everything should be like earning your stripes. Like you should earn your stripes, young person. But listen, you, you do have to earn your respect and value. I do think that you have to put in the time. You and I both did that in local news. And so admittedly, it was a very difficult concept that people could not take that route or only be there briefly. And then be at majors and interviewing players. I'm like, well, why the hell did I put in that time if now this new phenomenon is kind of the acceptable standard? And so I used to be very, very bothered by that. And now I've realized, first of all, that's capitalism. And I respect and appreciate that. And listen, I can't be mad at how somebody else's life went. Like the only thing I can control is myself and making sure that I am as researched and prepared as I can be. Um, and that's a roundabout way of saying um, it's, it's crazy to me that in five years, like I've benefited, like golf channel wanted a female and I listen, like they didn't bring me in for my stellar golf knowledge. And so it's really, a bit, it, it's true though. So here I am like, Oh, like people want to move a different direction. Well, I can't get mad when I fulfilled a checkbox that was once wanted one, once upon a time. But it, to me, it's crazy that five years ago, I remember, or six years ago, right before I got to Golf Channel, I went to a country club for the first time for a tournament, a uh, charity tournament for go- for hockey. And it was my first time being at anywhere nice. And I took all of like the tampons and like, one-time use toothbrushes and the razors. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is how rich people live. Like you go and play golf and they give you all this free stuff. Like, oh my, I couldn't, I, like we didn't play golf that much because to us like $50 per person at the yeah. meeting is expensive. So what did we, we played Frisbee in the backyard on our weekend. So to me, this whole conversation of grow the game revolves around access for everyone, not just certain people. It's access for everyone because I know I would have fallen in love with golf sooner because it's outside. I love being outdoors. Um, I hike, I bike, I do everything else, ski, surf, everything. If I had the ability to go and play um, for a comparable rate, um, that that would have brought me to the game so much sooner. And I wouldn't have, event- who knows? I probably still would have eventually taken all of the razors and one time toothbrushes my first time at a nice place. But so I just find it, it's so interesting that like, of course, I'm still newish to golf and some people treat me as such, but I am very grateful that this sport kind of found me and now I am so passionate about it. And I, I do hope that other people who grew up how I did in the middle of nowhere didn't have many golf courses around and certainly didn't have the funds or accessibility to go to them. Um, I hope that there's a way to reach those people like Harold Varner, what he's doing that to me is like, Hey, we, we just need to make this accessible to people. And that's what is going to catch on. And, and the grow the game thing, people are talking out of both sides of their mouth. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> 
I totally agree. And I've, I've talked to, you know, the Roger Steele's and the Hallie Ledbetter's about that. And obviously everybody has a different opinion from like the influencer side, of course, but I totally agree. And I think that, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say, if you really think we should grow the game, then maybe it doesn't look like what you think it's going to look like. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not right. everybody, my biggest thing on Twitter and you know, me and my tweets, not everybody has to agree. Like, yes. That's it. Like not everybody. In this day and age, what is the force? So if, if, let me just say this, if a bunch of rich people, no matter what their backgrounds are, if they want to go play golf and play $700 around, so be it. That's not like, who cares? But if that's all there is, that's not a concept that works. But if people want to keep that, like, why are there high-end hotels? Like there is a, people want that experience. Like, so to me, there's you can't make everyone happy but you can't say my way is the only way and there's no room for compromise and you can screw off like that's what I just really don't understand about the whole movement here yeah I'm right there with you because I think there is still room for that traditionalism the you know the buttoned up shirts collars nice pants belts tucked in whatever but like at the same time, it doesn't mean that there can't be anything else that works as well, because there is, you know, Winter Park 9 right up the road here, but then there's Bay Hill, which would never look anything like that. So it's, right. it's just that both things can exist. And that's yes. what I feel like no one oh. understands. Oh my gosh. Like, and, but here's the thing, apply this logic. Like, are people saying grow the game in the same way of, okay, I cover hockey and I cover lacrosse. Like, everybody's trying to grow the game, but what what does that ultimately look like? So everything is just available to everyone at all times. That concept doesn't work either. Golf courses specifically are extremely expensive to maintain. And so therefore, especially if you're trying to play golf on the ocean or someplace that has very high real estate, sorry, but that's not going to be accessible to everyone at all times. Look at Torrey Pines, a public course. It still costs more than I would pay for a round of golf to play, which is why I haven't played there. Some places are just located in certain areas. And if that's your argument, then go and tell all the hotel companies, everyone should have this exact experience, no matter what the chart, what the cost is. It's no, unfortunately that I shouldn't say unfortunately, because you get what you pay for in certain instances. So yeah. The coexist thing, I'm just scratching my head. I've been thinking that about that a lot lately. Like, okay, all these grow the game advocates everywhere. Like, what what do they ultimately want that to look like? Because I think there's a lot of things now available and a lot of programs. And it still could be, first of all, everything will always have room for improvement because not everybody will be happy. But like, what are we doing ultimately? Truly. Um, would I love to see more Winter Park Nines? Yes, but that also requires somebody to buy the land, primo real estate, develop it. Like, you can't just be like, we need to grow the game and we're going to have all of this available to everybody. That's not how life works, people, in anything. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, but, but let's fight about it on Twitter because that's how it should work. Oh my gosh. It, I, it drives me insane. But, you know, there is, um, there's always going to be those people who think everyone has to agree in their way is the right way and the only way. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I saw this thing on uh, TikTok the other day and it was like, you will be more at peace if you do not, if you refuse to argue with strangers. If you, okay. if they don't, if you don't know their last name don't argue with them. And I'm like, you know what? I need to apply that to my Twitter feed because I will get so heated at these people yeah. that I do with no profile picture. Yeah. See, I, 
I get more upset about people that I know. Like if it's yeah, if it's people, because there are people that I like, and then they'll say things that are just so they will die on that hill. And we all have our things that we are very passionate about and I get it, yeah. but yeah, I, um, I, whew, Twitter is, Twitter is, is a problem for me. <laughs> My husband's like, stop saying things on there. I could go forever on Twitter. So we need to not even go into that corner. But hey, I promise when you get your golf room set up, I will not be sitting in my bed and we can both have our little golf room setups. And we can come back for another chat. Right. Hold on. Let's see here. We've got. Oh, I don't know what that is. Just this will. This should here be you a go. I got to take your idea and have them creatively hung instead of the all like primo perfect. Um Let's see. Yeah, we've got all sorts of weird stuff in here, but yeah, well, uh, eventually this is a, this is like a winter project when golf calms down. You got to put them on golf clubs like I did. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Instead of having them all pretty and framed, the way you have them presented is like- the frame takes up too much space. First it of all, does. I was yeah. looking at that and I was like, okay, it'll, it'll look like a museum. Like it'll just look flat right. and ugly. So right. I'll send you, I'll send you what you need to do that, but definitely yeah. Give me the DIY deets. Cause I, I, got I don't you. have the patience to go on the TikTok. So. <laughs> oh no, I got you. But thanks so much us, Chantel. We'll see. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Yes, we will. Thanks for having me on and guys keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Thanks. See ya. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.